The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. everyone another episode of sharp lessons stadium sports betting a podcast find us uh, wherever you get your podcast apple stitcher spotify wherever it may be he's nate jacobson i'm ben wittenstein nate another week approaching uh, week six of the nfl week seven of college football um i know what sunday was not the best for betting for you it was good for me but saturday wasn't great for me and uh, how did you do <laughs> Well, after the 11 a.m. slate of games, 11 a.m. Central, so the early window college football games, yeah. things cannot go well for me, Yeah, uh, including the biggest one probably losing the Packers teasers in that London game, especially because they were up by 17 at one point when yeah. I was kind of waking up and... I don't know really what happened there, but for best best purpose of the podcast, if you listen. just if you just listen to my best bets for the podcast, honestly, that went two and zero. Oh, everything else did not go well. I added uh, to my spreadsheet a pretty big bet on Texas Tech plus nine and a half. They lost by ten, even though they were up eight late in the second half. So just kind of a, a disappointing end of the day um, on Saturday, and then all day Sunday where I went one and four in the contest that I'm in. Um, with a couple toss-ups at the end, including the Buccaneers and Commanders. Uh, but it was really good early on, and those were the two bets I really stood out when I was doing my research early in the week last week at the uh, TCU Horn Frogs, minus six, six and a half. And then Tennessee, who I bet minus two and a half. We both bet minus two and a half last Tuesday morning. Yep. They ended up taking some money, and then late in the week, LSU was getting bet pretty hard. I think it actually closed Tennessee minus two. So a lot of sharp, sophisticated money, I guess, was on LSU, and that never really stood a chance as LSU fumbles the opening kickoff. Tennessee punches it in. They oh, have another a great good, feeling. Yeah, right. That. Another good special teams play on a long punt return, and LSU's offense just couldn't convert some of those uh, fourth down conversions. So Tennessee wins by 27, looks really good, and now I think we have a decision to make if we want to bet against Tennessee after being on them this week in one of the marquee games of college football. Yeah, they play Bama, and I, I'll tell you this, I was so happy that Tennessee game wasn't a sweat, and I don't think we've really done sweat of the week, but TCU minus 6.5, a little bit of a sweat towards the oh, end absolutely. there. I mean, I bet that one as well. I didn't make it a best bet, but I tailed you on that one, and a little, little worried, a little worried towards the end of that game there. I thought they may give it up, but... Uh, Came back, looked good, and, you know, it ended up being a good bet. One yeah. by seven. A really weird game because TCU took money on game day, got out to seven and a half, eight. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some buyback, and it pretty much closed seven across the board. TCU's up 10 to three at halftime. Low scoring game when the total was in the high 60s. And then Jalen Daniels, the star quarterback of Kansas's run, he gets he leaves the game with an injury. They bring in a backup quarterback, yep. uh, Jake Bean, I believe his name was, and he was absolutely amazing. He was so good, just flinging the ball around. Yeah. He did have a costly interception that led to a TCU uh, touchdown drive, a quick touchdown drive. But it was a really wild game where they're just going back and forth. The catches that were made by both teams were pretty unbelievable. It's kind of a classic Big Twelve running gun running gun game. Luckily, TCU 
scored a touchdown late with just over a minute left, and then Kansas turned it over on down. So definitely a game that could have gone either way. Was lucky to be on the right side of that that one because for the rest of the week I was on the wrong side of a lot of coin flips. Yeah, I'm really glad our best bets are doing well. We might just have to do best bets for the show and just make it a four-minute show and just have the best right. bets because we've been successful. You've won your last uh, six best bets in a row. I'm five of my last six or six of my last seven, I should say. I think if I counted that correctly, but just looking at the show total as a whole, 17 and nine as a, as a total record, we're winning at a 65% clip, which is close to what we were. It's better than what we finished with last year. I think we did Roughly. like 58% last season. So we wanted to do better this season. We're doing better so far this season at 65%. You are really carrying this, though. 82% win percentage. Folks, if you want to listen and win bets, you just got to follow Nate's bets because you are uh, in a bit of a hot streak. Or, up. or tail me because the regression is coming. <laughs> you want to uh, – I don't know. I don't know, man. No, it's I, been good. It's, it's not, I'm not going to start pushing because I have won a lot of these best bets. Going to still have the same approach. Pick Actually, for spots. for this week, I'm having a little bit of trouble trying to figure out the best college game to attack. I might not have a best bet in college, but there are a few NFL games that stick out this week that didn't really happen the last few weeks. So I might end up having two or three NFL best bets, depending on some of the injury stuff that we learn about before Thursday's show. Didn't have any last week, so it makes sense. Maybe you kind of flip. Well, it. good you because do I, all NFL, it, no college. If week. I if I did have any NFL best bets, they would have lost. Yeah, so I think that was honestly a smart move on your part. Uh, college football. Let's let's look at some of these lines. This is a fun college football weekend, Nate. This is one of the better weeks of the season we have six or seven really fun ranked team games going on this week uh we'll talk about a lot of them come thursday in terms of what we're betting but there was one thing we did want to talk about before looking at some of the early line movement for some of these games and that is injuries they are a lot of injuries to a lot of key players namely quarterbacks on a lot of these teams that uh, have been betting favorites for at least us this season. Um, so we just wanted to take a look and make people aware of some of those injuries before they make some of these early bets. Because for most of the part this season, making bets Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, you get some good lines before those Saturday lines start to move and people really focus on the games. But with these injuries, uh, you may want to hold back and kind of wait to hear some more information once you start betting. Maybe wait till Thursday, maybe wait till Friday or even Saturday morning before you hear more information. Yeah, and definitely early in the week um, in this segment, we usually look at some of the opening lines from Sunday and how it's kind of progressed throughout the week. But there were so many games this week where there was like a quarterback injury that has determined the early There's line move. And just for example – uh, Mississippi State opened minus three at Kentucky. That got bet out to minus seven with the idea that Will Levis might not be able to go star quarterback for Kentucky. And we saw last week when Kentucky didn't have Levis, their offense looked terrible. Even if you don't think Levis is a good, great college quarterback like I do, the backup is now nowhere close to his level. Another game uh, where there was a kind of a flip in favorite, or like it, it, NC State would probably be favored at Syracuse, but Devin Leary got injured in the Florida State game. Now yep. Syracuse is a three and a half point favorite. A game that might be a little bit lesser public, publicized, but actually a huge game for the Big Ten West. Minnesota against Illinois. That opened as low as Minnesota minus three. Tommy DeVito got injured for Illinois on Saturday night against Iowa. Their backup quarterback, Arstakowski, is not good at all compared to DeVito. No. DeVito has a sprained ankle. His uh, a status is unknown, but just an injury like that, he's either going to not play or play extremely banged up, and Minnesota's gotten bet out to 6.5. Arkansas is playing BYU. BYU opened as a favorite. And then I think there's 
positive news that K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback who missed last week, is going to play that game, and now Arkansas is a favorite. And then a game of two injured quarterbacks from each team, mentioned Jalen Daniels from Kansas. They're out. They're going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma got bet from minus seven to minus eight. Dylan Gabriel, maybe there's some optimism that he's going to play in that game. I think on for Kansas' side, the difference between Daniels and, and Bean, the backup quarterback, isn't a huge drop-off. But Oklahoma, as we saw in that Red River showdown, <laughs> whatever behind is good. behind Oklahoma, behind Dylan Gabriel on the depth chart, is not good. No. So I think this could actually be a buy-low spot on Oklahoma if Gabriel does play. But you really need him to play in this game if you do want to bet the Sooners. Yeah, you do. So it's just something to be aware of. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be out, a lot of big-name players uh, that may not or may play. And we've talked about this all season long, Nate, about teams not really announcing injuries until the uh, the no. final moments, specifically <clears throat> Minnesota, always on right. the and bad list for me. They're playing Illinois, and playing I know Illinois. one Mo- of the – it's not a quarterback, but a key player, yeah. their best offensive player, Mo Ibrahim, a running back. Uh, but Minnesota had a bye week, so and he's expected to play. So yep. I kind of wish DeVito would, did not get hurt because I was in a great spot to fade Illinois off that Iowa win. They beat Wisconsin the week before. They're catching a Minnesota team off a bye week. Um, and after those physical games, I could have seen Minnesota just being a really, really good bet. If it was closer, like minus three, I'd still lean that way, especially if it's not DeVito starting for the Illini. Yep. But it's kind of one of those situations where that injury kind of ruins a potential betting opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it could. That line could also move a lot if they suddenly announce DeVito in, like on a Friday, and maybe you get a yeah. lot of Illinois bets rolling in. You can. I- Bet on Minnesota because I I like the Gophers. I think they are one of the best teams in the Big Ten when they have Ibrahim and when they have Tanner Morgan both healthy, no, and they're playing sure. off a bye, have the opportunity to 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 prepare, playing at home. Like I, everything is pointing towards Minnesota's way in that one. So maybe the number changes if Tommy DeVito plays. Maybe, but he's if he does play, he'll be extremely banged up. So I'm not sure how yeah. much can move uh, move up, especially with the opportunity of him re-aggravating that injury get one of those weird like minus five and a half numbers or something like that yeah uh some other quick games we wanted to get to because there are so many of them and again we're going to talk in depth and make our picks on them on thursday but looking at some of these alabama minus seven and a half at tennessee they're playing the vols another really hot team and i know we both love hendon hooker we both love tennessee's offense and how fast and how good they can be with josh heppel alabama my seven and a half yeah, so the the seventh quarterback injury I didn't mention just before was Bryce Young in Alabama. Yeah, he did not play against Texas A&M. He was dressed. He suffered that shoulder injury against Arkansas. I'm pretty sure if they thought Texas A&M was going to push him, um, because like Alabama closed 24, uh, even with Milrose starting their backup, so they didn't expect A&M to play as close as they did. I think we're going to see Bryce Young in this game, and if the point spread indicates anything Bryce Young will be good to go for that game in Knoxville I have interest in betting on Alabama I think this is could be a discount on the Crimson Tide Tennessee did win for us last week but there were some underlying things I wasn't totally impressed with with Tennessee in terms of getting a lot of fortune in terms of LSU special team mistakes penalties not converting fourth downs I think Alabama has an opportunity to maybe I don't want to say they're going to blow out Tennessee because I do respect Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, but I feel like this could be a discount on Alabama, even though they're playing in a hostile environment at Knoxville. Yeah, I agree. And I remember when we talked about Tennessee last week too, they uh, we never really brought up just like how impressed we were with Tennessee. It was all, it was a lot more of the factor game. You know, it was an early game. 
LSU we weren't super impressed with. It was on the road, but we just never really mentioned how we just loved Tennessee and we thought they were going to win because they were just the outright better team by a lot. It was more the factors going into that game. So if I can get Alabama minus seven, maybe Tennessee gets some of that late money, I will gladly take Bama as a touchdown favorite over Tennessee. Now that number probably won't be available for that long, but if I can grab it, I'll probably grab it. Yeah, I mean, it, it could. I think there could be a lot of interest in Tennessee just because Alabama hasn't looked amazing this season, and Tennessee yeah. has coming off that win against LSU. So hopefully some recency bias drives that down. Um, and at 7, it would be the time to look at Alabama. 7.5 is to stay away right now. Another fun game, Michigan, minus 7 against Penn State. Michigan's been rolling. J.J. McCarthy's been looking really good. Um, and, and I've been – I've been impressed with Penn State because I didn't expect them to be this good at this point in the season, but it does seem to me that a lot of the question marks that I've had have had for Michigan, seemingly they've been answering, at least for me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but they, yeah. they seem like a more complete team than I expected them to be at this point in the season. I'll say that the Maryland, Iowa, and Indiana performances were, were good. They got the job done, but I'm not sure if that's a true test of what we know about Michigan. So I still think there are some questions about Michigan. I'm not totally sold on them, and Penn State's coming off a bye. But I think seven is kind of the right number. So at this point, yeah. I would stay away. I think that's kind of the perfect number. I still respect Michigan a lot. It was an impressive, I guess, second half by J.J. McCarthy against Indiana on Saturday after the game was tied at halftime, which is why I'm a little worried on Michigan that they were only tied against Indiana at halftime. They had trouble pulling away from Iowa. Maryland hung around with them and not really sure how good Maryland is. So I think Michigan minus seven, the number makes a lot of sense. I think it's a game just to sit back and watch and uh, a huge game for the Big Ten East, obviously. So don't have to have a bet on it. Um, Obviously, you don't have to have a bet on uh any game you want or you know pick your spots don't just bet a game because it's the big tv game i think this is the perfect example of one to stay away from and just watch usc saturday night some pac-12 action going to utah playing the utes seven against 20 in terms of the rankings uh you usc's been honestly one of the more interesting teams for me i can i feel like i figured them out earlier on in the season and as the season's progressed i've just gotten more and more confused by them to be quite honest they beat Washington State by 16, covered the spread at home against Wazoo. So now they go on the road, and Utah is now the favorite in that one at minus three and a half. Yeah, so when Utah was struggling against UCLA, I was thinking, oh, wow, we're going to get you know Utah under a field goal in this game because I know USC is ranked higher, and they're undefeated, and Utah has two losses, and their defense looked really bad last week. But Utah really is a different team at home. You have the loud crowd, maybe some cooler weather, the elevation. Like They're just a team that has one of the better home field advantages. And this is a a night game at Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City on Saturday night. And USC, not really used to playing in those spots. We saw them go out to Corvallis early in the year and struggle. So I think that situationally, Utah makes a lot of sense in this game. But I think that's all built into the number. And Utah is a team I was really high on going into the year. USC I was lower on than the betting market. I've been basically proven wrong by both those things. So I guess I could take one last stand and bet Utah to try to prove myself that I'm right. Or I might take a more cautious approach and just kind of watch this game to see what happens and and not force a bet. If it's Utah minus three, I would definitely go back to considering the Utes. But 
I think the betting markets that went from th- minus three to minus three and a half, minus four. I think there was even some four and a half yesterday. Um, I think it's it's kind of the right number because there was buyback on USC at plus four and four and a half. So right now we're sitting in no man's land at three and a half. I wouldn't lay the points with Utah, even though I'm, you know, have these like predetermined uh, preseason opinions on them. But I, I don't want to like double down on something and be wrong about it and, and look even more foolish. So it's a game that's kind of a, a predicament for me, honestly. It seems like a great I, live I just, betting spot. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I just I, I wonder if people come towards the closer to the weekend and they see Utah's a favorite and they're like, How is that possible? And they yeah, bet USC. Start, yeah. And if that happens and that line drops, I'll I'll definitely take a look at Utah, but it might not be until Thursday, Friday, maybe even Saturday morning when people actually start looking at the line. So I'm really fascinated to see how the the line moves from now and how the public gets involved. But yeah. I, I just wish Utah. I don't know. I, I'm one of those people. I'm that disappointed look at USC. with Utah, basically. Yeah. Oh, I'm hundred. <laughs> I mean, I bet them last week, and I was disappointed with them. But I, I'm one of those people that look at USC, and I continually think like they the market just seems to continually underrate them for some reason. And if I can get three and a half, even on the road, but with a good USC team that has shown that they are pretty good at covering spreads. Yeah, I, I, think I would love just, to take that. It's just a different story having to play at Utah. It is. It's it's, it's a, a it's a different, different setting than getting like the last few games, Washington State and an Arizona State team with an interim coach at home. So, yeah, and they couldn't cover when they were on the road against. Yeah, Oregon I mean State. they should have lost that game. They barely won and had a plus four turnover differential. Yeah, if some of that turnover luck or turnover you know positive stuff for USC goes arise then utah might end up winning this game handily so yeah. i feel like there's going to be like a couple plays in this game that decide it in terms of turnovers or, or explosive plays and unfortunately utah doesn't have the explosive offense that i was kind of expecting from them this year um, so i'm on the sidelines for now but i might have something as the week goes on we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's do the NFL. Looking at some early NFL line movement. Uh, only a couple games. And we do have a talk it out, which I'm, which I'm really interested in because it was one of the games I was looking at. But let's start with the Buccaneers-Steelers. That line has moved in favor of Tampa Bay, minus 6.5. to 8.5 at the Steelers, which makes sense. Bucks are uh, yeah starting to starting to look good. And you, the thing is that I really find funny, Nate, is you look at Tom Brady's numbers; they're not bad. He's got pretty good, decent numbers. He's uh, pretty good passing yardage wise, touchdown throws. Uh, you could probably expect a little bit more, but he's got a pretty good touchdown interception ratio. People are talking, you know, like oh Brady's showing his age; he's looking bad. He's had a decent season, stats wise, and it seems like the market finally is uh, realizing that with these numbers now going eight and a half against a team that 
you know, is playing Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I'm going to take this a different direction. I think the Bucks are fine. You know, they're going to figure it out. Their schedule's getting a lot easier from what it was before the year. But I just always like looking at line moves that go through a key number on the look-ahead line. I think this is more about the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. who lost 38-3 to to the Bills. And it could have been a lot yeah. more if the Bills were pushing more. But they kind of mailed it in because they have a big game that we're about to talk about this Sunday. So, I don't think it's a game we're going to talk about Thursday because I don't think I'll have any any betting interest in it at the current number. But I just wanted to bring up that this is probably rock bottom on the Steelers. And I actually was looking at regular season win totals because a lot of sports books repost them and update them as the year goes on. And right now the Steelers' regular season win total is four and a half. And I know they were seven and a half before the year, but it just kind of shows a team that has been consistently – at their worst, like 500, like right, they never were under 500 against Mike Tomlin. Win total of seven and a half. A lot of people are like you have to go over. Mike, they don't, you know, have bad seasons under Mike Tomlin. Well, this truly looks like it's going to be a horrible season for the Steelers. They might be in the running for one of the top picks in the draft, and right now it's totally like see what you have in Kenny Pickett, and if he's not good, maybe you have to consider drafting a quarterback. I would be cautious betting the Bucks and teasing the Bucks just because they're on the road. They have some probably bigger games coming up, but I think it's just worth mentioning that this uh, line move has gone through the key number of seven, and it's getting towards nine. Bills pick them to minus two and a half, minus three. Kind of another key number in the NFL playing at Kansas City. This is going to be a super fun game, first of all. I I honestly don't think I could pick a side in this game because, A, I just want to watch fun football without really having allegiances to one side, but – it's tough to pick a team that's favored in this matchup. It really is. And the Chiefs had a slow start on Monday Night Football. I understand that. They're going to have a shorter week than the Bills because of that. But it's it's tough to not take the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes when he's the underdog. Yeah, that's kind of my thinking. So the look-ahead line was a pick before week five was played. Yeah. The Bills go out, beat the Steelers 38-3. to Lines reopen Sunday night before the Chiefs play their game for week five. And it's Bills minus two and a half. And at that point, I was like, you know, if the Chiefs don't look good on Monday Night Football, we may be able to get a three on them. They didn't look good. They got the win, had to have a big comeback. And now we're pretty much at two and a half, between two and a half and three. And the number really says to bet the Chiefs. It you're does. getting If you're getting a field goal with Patrick Mahomes, like a good Chiefs team, but probably the second yeah. best team in the NFL. At home. At home. Like, just think Come about on. it. A, a couple weeks ago, the Ravens closed plus three at home against the Bills, and the Chiefs are much better than the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So in that case, like the number says the Chiefs. However, what might keep me off making this a kind of a bigger bet is the situation favors the Bills. They have more time to rest because the Chiefs played Monday night. The Chiefs also have played two ga- big games before that, beating the Bucks in a game where they were returning to the stadium where they lost a Super Bowl against the, that same Bucks team. They go out, have a really good performance, win that game score 41 points and then last night the Raiders obviously a big AFC West rival rival a game that they exerted a lot of energy in I know this is still like a big game and they want to beat the Bills but the Bills have been thinking about this game all summer because of the how they lost in the playoffs last year so situationally the Bills make a lot of sense because they're kind of the more motivated team I guess the playoff revenge they have a little bit more rest because the Chiefs had to work so hard the last two games so situationally, it's the Bills. Math-wise, it's the Chiefs. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I need some more time tough. to think about that game. this game. 
but I think that's where I'm at right now where I'm not going to basically like betting Chiefs plus three was really tempting this morning, but I'm going to hold off and wait a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, all, all that really does make sense put together. And, and you probably, that's why it probably should be closer to a pick em, in my opinion, at least for something like this. Well, I think it was a, if it was a pick em, the Bills would get bet. Yeah. Just because of that situation. Because the Bills are a better team. I know the Chiefs have a strong home field. Mm-hmm. But you add in the fact that last year the Bills played the Chiefs with that playoff range and dominated the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs weren't, you know, right at that moment. But the Bills might be better than they were at that point last year. And they yeah. lost an even more painful playoff game to the Chiefs. So you have the playoff revenge. You have the rest advantage. I mean, they really didn't have to do anything in the second half against the Steelers. So they're ready to go for this game. And the Chiefs really had to work hard on Monday night. So the scheduling favors the Bills greatly. It's just, can you get over that number? I don't think I can bet the Bills because the number is where it's at. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to step in front of the Bills right now because they're are they're playing rolling. so well yeah they're rolling and, and it's hard to hard to bet against a team that's rolling and playing in a revenge game too. right and I, I guess they didn't play well against the Ravens but that game was in bad weather and rain so that really uh, kind of hurt them in that game so I don't know if I would take too much stock into that narrow win that they had in Baltimore a few weeks ago let's talk it out with the Indianapolis Colts Nate they play the Jacksonville Jaguars the team that's been a thorn in their side for the past year and multiple years. I don't really understand their issues with Jacksonville, but they're two and a half point favorites against the Jags at home. And I looked at this line and I really want to bet Indy. (laughs) I really want to bet the Colts at home under a field goal. And, you know, you talk about another revenge game. I mean, this is, if the Colts just keep losing to Jacksonville, <laughs> Frank Reich's going to lose his job. So I yeah. like this is this is well a game said. where it's like <laughs> the Colts need this game, and they're at home. They've already lost to Jacksonville. You'd think they probably could figure it out between then and now. I'm I'm betting the Colts. Yeah, I think the big question in this game, and and just look at the Week Two line where the Colts were in Jacksonville, a place where they have it's a house of horrors for them. Florida humidity in September, a brand new offense because it was Matt Ryan's second start. Without their best wide receiver, Michael Pittman, Shaq Leonard was also down for that game. And they still closed minus three in Jacksonville. So you just fast forward a month later, and they should be less than a field goal at home with Pittman back. Just like that kind of line math just doesn't make sense. I think there's a tremendous amount of line value in the Indianapolis Colts. Plus, they had the long week to prepare because they played Thursday night. And I think they're going to use this mini bye week to the best of their advantage because Matt Ryan had to learn a new offense and maybe a little bit of a complex offense. We've seen the Colts get out to slow starts in the past because they have a revolving doors of quarterbacks, and then they figure it out kind of as the season goes on. I think this might be the opportunity to bet on the Colts and kind of bet them at the lowest point against a Jaguars team who a lot of people thought were good, and then they had a massive setback last week against the Houston Texans, losing as a seven-point favorite outright. So it might be the same old Jags in terms of just not being able to get over the hump and kind of turning the quarter as a franchise. And then the Colts might be in a spot to buy low on based on what we saw odds-wise in week two and them having a big rest advantage in this game because they last played on Thursday. I literally just put a bet on them. So 
I, I do like it. I got him a minus two. If I can get a minus yep. two, like I'll, I'll take that. I, I would take days, two and a half 10. or better. Once it's minus three in a game with low total, it's a little bit of a different story. Yeah. Uh, but anything two and a half or better on the Colts will be a bet for me this week. I need to make some of my money back against uh, on the Colts because yeah, I do bet them well, against the Jaguars. And that's another thing. With, it's, it's like the Utah-USC debate. Like I was very high on Utah. And and before the year, I was the team pretty much I was highest on was the Indianapolis Colts. So yeah. they've really disappointed me. My win total bet does not look good at all. No, I did the same They're, one <laughs> because the division is so weak that like that that's still very live. Especially yeah. the next two weeks, they play the Jags and the Titans. So if they win those two games, you know that bet will start looking good. So it's kind of like, do I want to double down on the Colts? It maybe maybe not, but I feel like I have Already to. Did. So uh, this is not like a like a I don't know. I I, I was high on the Colts, and I kind of want to still think I'm right. Basically, kind of. I that. agree. This is yeah. Last this is our last stand. This is this is Sharp Lesson's last stand for the Colts. This is kind of the week I feel like in college football in the NFL where I'm taking a, maybe a, a last stand on some teams. If it doesn't work out, then I should just like throw away all my preseason convictions and just start like handicapping it like I had no like biased or unbiased to a yeah. a certain team based on what I thought of them in the summer. No last stand in history. Which makes sense. Mid October, I feel like, you know, we know what teams are at this point. Yeah, we do. We do. I, I think we have a better idea, so it helps inform the betting. But so it's it's certainly our last stand. My last stand with the Colts. This is it. If if they don't come through for me, I'm done. Because I already have their team win total over. So I'm just gonna have to ride that the rest of the year shamely. <laughs> I mean, they can do it. It's uh, there's a path. There is, there is. Need them over nine and a half. Beating, um, beating the Broncos was big for that. Yes, that even did though help. I wasn't thinking about that while watching that horrendous. Oh, game. I was thinking exactly that. I'm like, the only reason I'm watching this is because my <laughs> stupid win total. Yeah. But I'm really gonna be sweating now. <laughs> uh, situation of the week. We have one of those. It's a look ahead game for the San Francisco 49ers. They play the Falcons, the NFL's best team against the spread this week. Um, on the road in Atlanta, and then next week they are going to be looking at that San Francisco Ford, or excuse me, they're going to be looking at the Kansas City Chiefs game, which will be an afternoon game in October 23rd. Interesting look ahead spot here for the 49ers, Nate, especially yeah. with a team as good as the Falcons in terms of covering the spread. Yeah, and also the week after that, the uh, 49ers play the Rams. So two really big games ahead. They just came off a big win against the Panthers, get Matt ruled fired the week before. They had the first meeting against the Rams. So this is kind of just sandwiched in the middle, Yep. back-to-back road games out east. I know they're staying somewhere out east, so they're not traveling back west. So maybe that kind of negates uh, a situational disadvantage where teams on on the second of that ga- uh, game usually kind of have a – it's almost like a mini training camp. They're totally focused on football, not distracted from, from family life, but – if there is ever a look-ahead game in the NFL, I think the 49ers hosting the Chiefs next week um, is definitely the one. And they are a, a six- or five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Falcons, depending on where you look. So even though I'm high on the 49ers, I will not have a bet on them this week just because of what's ahead with the Chiefs next week at home and then a trip to L.A. for a second game against the Rams. And Kind of a good thing for the 49ers getting to play the Rams now because that team's a mess. It is. And they maybe will figure stuff out as the year goes on. But getting the 40, uh, the Rams two times in October, they could really 
get a you know stranglehold of that division because the Cardinals and Seahawks have a massive loss to those teams. Yeah, they they don't look good either. Thursday night football. Let's take a look at the game in prime time in Chicago. The very our, uh, our very own Nate Jacobson is going to be in attendance at the game. Oh yeah. Uh, so it'll be cold. It'll be windy. Bears are minus one, and it is a uh, incredibly low total of thirty seven and a half. Nate. So you're going to be in attendance. Yep. Uh, you're going to obviously have to place a bet on the game if you're going to be in attendance. Sure. What, what, are, you, what are you going to be betting? What are you looking at? You know. What are you it, leaning towards? I I'll, I will say I bet Bears already. I bet the Bears uh, money line. I don't know if I could do that honestly. The only thing I know I think one of the reasons you did that is to get ahead of a potential injury move. I know uh, possibly Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Commanders, who had a back-breaking interception on Sunday against the Titans. Uh, he was questionable or limited in practice, and and you know that opened the door for maybe Sam Howell playing for the Commanders. And if that happens, the Bears would probably become at least a little bit bigger of a favorite in this game. Yep. I don't know. The total definitely got bet down this morning. I think it's win-related, up to 20-mile-per-hour winds. So um, I, I was actually looking at that to know what kind of clothes I should wear for that game, <laughs> not necessarily to bet that Bundle game. Bundle up, Nate. Bundle but up. Get the I don't hat know. going. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think one way to bet this game is if one of these teams becomes a one-and-a-half-point favorite or better – Teasing the, teasing the underdog up yeah. through three and seven and pairing them with something like the Packers on Sunday against the Jets. So uh, that's one way to look at that game. Uh, but I do have some time to figure it out. So You do. I'm going know. Bears. That's the thing. I'm just going Bears. I, I believe in the Chicago Bears, and I have been burned on that before. But, you know, we talk about situations and, and what the right factors are to, to bet a team, and I think the factors and the situations line up for the Chicago Bears this Thursday. Justin Fields – actually looked confident on Sunday against the Vikings. He looked like he had it under control. And and you talk about what he was saying at the end of the game, and it seemed like he was more confident in his answers about, okay, we're progressing. The offense felt good. I felt more comfortable. And I think he's going to take that into Thursday against, quite frankly, uh, one of the more struggling teams in the NFL. I mean, Ron Rivera talked about the quarterback situation's just a mess right now yeah. for them. No, the, the comments from the coaches and, and the players, I think there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room, and I feel like this might be like the last stand for the commanders, and there could be some changes, honestly, after this Thursday night game because they'll have extra time before the next game. And I'm not saying Ron is going to get fired, but maybe Jack Del Rio gets fired because that defense has kind of struggled this season. But – the Commanders really were unlucky not to beat the Titans. They outgained Tennessee greatly. I think yards per play-wise, it was 6.6 to 3.9. So you're never going to see a team – you don't see a team often lose a game where they dominate the box score like that. But because of the short week, it's a deflating loss. You just kind of wonder what the mindset is of the Washington Commanders, who are the more talented team. But, yeah, as you mentioned, situationally, the Bears definitely have a, a lot going in their favor. Yeah, so. and they seem confident. It was after a loss, and and they talked to him, and it sounded like, all right, we yeah. can kind of see the brightness at the end of the tunnel type of thing. They're two and zero at home. They play better at home. It just seems like everything's kind of aligning for a pretty good night for Justin Fields if he can maneuver around a pretty good Commanders off our defensive line. The offense looks like it's coming together pretty well. Defensively, they're starting to seemingly figure some things out. It just it's a it's a team of the Bears that's kind of looking up, looking more positive, looking more confident, and a team with the Commanders that's on the downturn in a little bit, and they look like they're not as confident in themselves, and quite frankly, pretty messy. So I'll, I'll take the Bears at a small number. I got them at minus one hundred seven on the money line, and I agree with you. you. Know if it gets to one and a half, two, 
you maybe look to tease the, the commanders up to up to yeah. a touchdown underdog, something like that. But I believe in the Bears, and I uh, I've been let by down by them before, but I think this is a good spot for them. I really do. Yeah, I I'll be rooting for you, um, and and, your and you'll be rooting for the Bears. Hopefully, yeah, of course. But don't get into you know, a fight. Some added incentive rooting for your uh, for your bet, but <laughs> just because I'm there doesn't mean I I could I don't know. You have to make a bet if you're there. I will. It's a rule. I will. I'll, if I do, I'll tweet it out. <laughs> tweet it out with a picture all bundled up. Uh, that'll do it for us today. We'll be back on Thursday looking at all the fun college football games, and we'll have some more NFL bets um, as well. I might have to make that Colts a, a best bet. I already made him a best bet, and I lost that one. So round two. Round two for the Indianapolis Colts coming up on Thursday. A lot more of our bets. Uh, we'll see you then.